Welcome to Seriously Change Again, the podcast that's dedicated to investigating and understanding change and transformation in all of its forms. The high incidences of breast cancer today means that it touches a great many lives, not only the patient and survivor, but their loved ones as well. Today, I'm speaking with one very powerful survivor. Actually, to call her a survivor is probably not appropriate. She's more than just a breast cancer survivor. She has become a wellness warrior and a health advocate. Sharon offers her insights and wisdoms throughout the cancer journey to help others understand their journey. Today, please welcome my guest, Sharon. Hope you enjoy the episode. Please take a listen. Welcome, Sharon, to our podcast today. Thank you. Great to be here. To start warming up the conversation, we talk about a piece of art, drama, something cultural that's had an impact on your life. Yes, there's a book called uh, The Mindful Path to Self-Compassion. And it's by um, Christopher Germer. And he talks about when bad things happen to people, they have three responses. Yeah. They go into self-isolation, self-criticism, and self-absorption. Okay. And having gone through cancer and many uh, difficult times in my life, um, it is somewhere where we visit. And what he did is he helped me to turn that around and to really learn to be more kind and gentle to myself through those difficult times. And it made a tremendous difference in my life. Interesting. Very cool. All right, so tell us a little bit about kind of your journey and, and what you're here to talk about today. I'm here to talk about um, the very difficult health issues that I went through and um, how I turned my life around. So it started in 2006, early 2006. I came down with pneumonia, actually. Okay. And it wouldn't clear. Okay. And I was on several rounds of antibiotics and I was going to see specialists. And I really had no quality of life. Uh, Pneumonia can really take you down. Yeah, absolutely. I ended up being told that I needed a lung biopsy to determine what the problem was. And that was the only way they could determine a way to treat whatever was going on. So I was scheduled for that in September of 2006. And then in August, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So between September of 2006 and December of 2006, I actually went through five surgeries. Oh, my gosh. And by January, I was told I needed 25 sessions of radiation. And so I finished all of that in, um, it was springtime of 2007. And I thought, wow, I did it. This is amazing. The sun was shining. It was unbelievable. And then I came home and I sat down on my couch And I went into shock from, um, really, I was in chronic survival stress mode. Right. And then I had a very long recovery after that. But the good news is it really helped me to turn to an integrative approach to my health, which turned my health around and ended up turning my life around. Very cool. So we want to get to that. But before we do, tell me what's going through your head when you, when you, you said you were sick and then suddenly... You know, you're sick with pneumonia, which you're dealing with from antibiotic perspective, but suddenly now you find out you've got something significantly worse. What was going through your head at that time? Oh, you know, I was also going through a divorce at the time, and I was really taking it day by day, and I was in a terrible depression. 
um, it was the lowest part in my, you know, lowest you know, point in my life. And it was really trying to still be present for my kids, but I was really struggling. Yeah. I, I was, I call it, deep down into the rabbit hole. So how did your life change at that moment in time? Uh, if we're looking at the cancer treatments, yeah. the way I'd like to answer that is initially it didn't change at all. Okay. I was a get her done kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And also, I'm just going to look after everybody else. That's how I was right. coping. Right. I'm going to focus on my children. And um, yeah, that, that I really was negating my own needs. Right. And it wasn't until um, I was actually hospitalized for pneumonia. And I'll never forget it because I was like down at the end of the hall on this ward hooked up to an IV of antibiotics and I told everybody just to stay away I had just like had it and I started really going deep inside and it was a wake-up call and it was like if I don't do something I'm not going to be here much longer so I really started to wake up in that hospital room and I committed to my health and recovery whatever it was going to take and, and do you think that that awakening is what's required to make that change? It was for me. Yeah. And I have seen it with other people. Um, you know, it was that isolation that did it for me. I call it, some people get, you know, the spiritual two by four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. You know, wake up call and that will do it. And other people choose not to go there. And that's always a choice. But I was very motivated, and something in that hospital room woke me up. Wow. Mm-hmm. Any ideas as to what it was? I think it was my experience through going to the Reiki Level 1 class, where I had this huge awakening within that class. It was the first time I had relief from depression for years. Something in me just really let go. I cried a lot that weekend. I let go of a lot of stuff that I'd been carrying. And I think it was that process because I'd already been like hooked into that change is possible. And I lifted a lot of the heaviness and I started working on traumas that I had already been experiencing earlier in my life. And I think it gave me the space. Right. And the awareness to know that there was other possibilities here. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That opening up to that, that there's other options and potentially hopeful other options. There's always hope. That's interesting because I've always said that hope is actually a superpower. Um, we may get to that a little bit later. But for now, your next stage is actually really interesting to me. And I find that it's rather symbolic that the day that you finish your radiation is spring and that rebirth and all that kind of stuff and then you said but it wasn't finished then take me through kind of that transformation process from you're now medically healed to kind of where you're going emotionally Mm -hmm. it's a big story it i think what made the biggest difference for me was knowing about Reiki and energy healing. And what I ended up doing is, well, actually for the first five weeks, I sat at home in my pajamas and didn't want to leave the house. Then slowly I realized, okay, 
no one else can do this for you, Sharon. Nobody else can go find the therapist that you need and the support that you need. And I started calling the hospitals. I thought, well, yeah. they must have people. And at the time, they didn't. It's slowly turning around. Okay. But there isn't a lot of support or programs for people finishing cancer in terms of the psychological and the emotional healing. So I just started making a lot of phone calls. And I Googled alternative health care. Right. And I ended up finding this amazing energy therapy practitioner who I work with till today. And I started seeing her and it started turning things around for me. I had such a heavy belief system that the medical system will make it all better. Yeah, yeah. And they are. They're, I mean, thank you to all the doctors that helped me, but it was only part of the solution. Oh, interesting. So... so the medical part, what's, explain the other part a little bit more for our audience. Mm -hmm. Let me talk about energy healing because my experience was so profound yeah. that I went on to certify in several uh, modalities myself and that's the work I do today. Um, so we know about our physical body, everybody's focused on the physical body. And a lot of the healing secret is within our energetic body. We all know from physics yeah. that everything is energy. Everybody will agree with me on that. And then I take them, and I want to take your audience to realize that if we can change the energy within our bodies, then it opens up new possibilities for healing. So my experience was, and what this practitioner did, yeah, yeah. is she helped me to understand my energy body and my emotional body. And I was very like cut off at the, like I was always in my head. And she helped me to look at the very intense emotions that I was having about the grief. And we would energetically tap into where's that grief trapped? What story do I have around it? And we would use different energy modalities to help release the trauma around the grief, around the surgery. And as I was either doing tapping or other uh, energy releases, my body was then freed of them and could process the emotions. And then my body had more access to energy for my healing, my physical healing. So it's been really profound. Wow, that's, uh, that's really cool. You know, I find the energy component uh, very interesting. And in fact, the first guest that's brought that up but I do think it's a critical component uh, to the healing process. And maybe now we can switch gears a bit and talk about happy side of change. At any point during your healing journey, was there joy? I'm gonna go back to when I was going through the cancer treatment. Yeah, yeah. Because there, when I look back on it, and I recently wrote a book about my experience, I realized that I had no joy in that time. And, you know, I have a lot of sadness that that happened. But what it's done, that realization, is it's brought me to the work that I do today in helping women through cancer and other health issues become their own health advocates to really advocate for their health. And part of that is helping them to release their trauma, their grief, their emotions so that when they are still going through cancer, 
they have more energy to experience joy because I'm a huge advocate to not let cancer take away those profound and beautiful moments with your family, your kids, your friends, which it can because that was my experience. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know any better and I didn't have a lot of support at the time. So having joy during cancer and really difficult times is possible. So today, I make sure that I don't let those difficult moments take away the joy of being with my kids and my friends and now a beautiful grandson. That's very cool. So how are you different today as a person, you know, pre-cancer, post-cancer? Pre-cancer, as I mentioned, I like doing everything for everybody else. It's not focused at all on myself. I was extremely unhappy. Uh, I was not doing anything that I love to do and I actually lost sight of that right and then I was diagnosed with the uh, lung condition and then cancer where I went is I went into total victim mode right I can't believe this is happening to me it felt like a punishment it was such a huge hurdle to get over and through books like I mentioned the yeah. mindful path the self-compassion the energy healing the releasing of emotions reconnecting to myself really understanding that whoever I am is enough and beautiful and to live in that yes that rather than living in poor me unhappiness and depression I live in love kindness and joy and just be very kind and gentle to myself and then make choices towards my health and right. healing what have you learned through the process that you'd want to pass on to other people? I think the one power we always have is in our choices. Yeah. And I encourage people, my clients, friends, and now your listeners, you know, make powerful choices in the direction of your health. Right. And make small choices at first. And then you get very used to making those choices and you see on a small scale how that can change your life in a positive way. So if something does happen, because life will bring you experiences (laughs) and challenges, if you're already in that place of, I'm going to choose what's right for me and I'm going to choose in the direction of my health, you will always feel empowered. Right. Very cool. So when I say the word transformation, what do you think now? I think about courage to take steps in the direction of your health. Yeah. The courage to take those steps. And what do you think, how do you think people get the courage to do that? What do they need to get that courage? I believe it starts by sitting quietly by yourself and, that internal and tapping yeah. into that inner knowing and not to be afraid of it. A lot of people are like, I don't want, I'm scared. I don't want to hear what it has to say. <laughs> the right information will be loving. And it may tell you some difficult steps that you have to take, but I will tell you from experience on the other side of that is exactly what you need to lead a fuller, more joyful life. That's incredibly profound, and and I think it's probably a good place to end our discussion for today. 
Um, you've given us a lot to think about, and I really appreciate your time here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This ends our episode in talking with Sharon. To find out more information about her and the amazing work that she does, check out innerbalanceforhealth.com or find her on Facebook. Thanks again for your time. I hope you enjoyed this episode.